Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. A lot of things to discuss. Spend some time, maybe too much time, talking about the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets. Three different reporters had the story that he's reluctant to step back in. The team is discussing next steps. Also, Zach Wilson reportedly reached out to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers tried to talk him down off the ledge to say, no, you want to go back in and you want to be a starter. Zach Wilson is apparently, reportedly, worried about getting injured. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question. Let's clean up hour one there, Seton, and what are we going to go with hour two? Hour one, Dan, we got... We got up there. Uh, which six and six AFC team do you still believe in? Okay. Uh, and right now, sixty six point six. Oh come on! Percent of the audience still believe in whom? The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Of course they do. Yeah. Wonder why that is. Mm. Because they had Super Bowl aspirations when this season started, and they still have their quarterback. I guess the quarterback is a big part. Yes, it is. What's the poll question for hour two? Well, we could go. <laughs> we could go with another. Uh, the best nine and three team in the NFL. <laughs> it's a All good right. list of teams. Okay. These are the things I was thinking about this morning. Okay. Cowboys. Yeah. Nine and three. Yeah. Forty Niners. Nine and three. Okay. Uh, your Detroit Lions. All right. Nine and three. Okay. The Dolphins. They're pretty good. I like this poll question. And then the Ravens. Yeah. Those teams are all 9-3, and three, although it doesn't feel like all 9-3s and threes are created equal. Yeah. Uh, they're all yeah. compelling teams. I like it. Let's go. I like it. Yes. Also, the fact that uh, the Dallas Stars, the uh, quarterback, wide receiver, and uh, great defensive player, they're all playing well, maybe spells impending doom for the Cowboys. We'll talk about that. Imagine you're going, Dak's playing at an MVP level. Micah Parsons could be defensive player of the year. C.D. Lamb is one of the elite wide receivers. Well, we are so screwed. <laughs> you, do you realize how much money they're going to have to spend? That Dak's going to be the highest paid player in the NFL. He's going to get probably $60 million. C.D. Lamb is going to want a big-time contract. Micah Parsons, what's he worth? If T.J. Watt is going to get $28, 29000000 Micah Parsons, $30 million? 
So all this success is great if you get to a Super Bowl. But if you have everybody has great years and you don't get to the Super Bowl, and now you got to pay those guys. Good luck, Jerry Jones. Yes, Paulie. Yeah, Micah Parsons has, if they pick up his fifth-year option, I think they're going to, 2025 will be his last year under contract. He'll get that, like, $22 million one-year deal. He is an unrestricted free agent in 2026 at age 27. Holy cow, what a perfect time to be. And here's Dak as an MVP candidate. Imagine if he wins the MVP, and he's going to get $60 million a year. C.D. Lamb, is he in the last year of his deal? I think he has one more with the fifth-year option. Okay. But he, I think he and Parsons are oh, similar. Boy. Oh, boy. Dak Prescott's got, after this season, will have 160 mil in the bank and be turning 31 with a probably a new contract. Yeah, Jerry didn't do a good job in negotiating that. You know, he didn't. Now, if you win the Super Bowl, then you're going to pay him, but you're going to have to pay him $60 million probably. Yes, Marvin. Really? Yes. That's all I had to say was really. Yes. Yeah. Dak Prescott? Yes. I like Dak Prescott, but just not $60 million. Well, he, I mean, what, what's the other option? Not sign him? He's not going to give you a team discount. He didn't last time. I wouldn't either. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get paid. He's going to be the highest paid player in the NFL. I don't know for how long, but he will be. All right. So the big story has to do with the Jets. Zach Rosenblatt is a senior writer for The Athletic, and this all unfolded yesterday afternoon. Thought it was going to be a quiet afternoon there, Zach. And then all of a sudden, a couple of tweets come out, and all of a sudden, here we go with Zach Wilson and the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers in there as well, and Robert Sala. So where do you want to start with this? Of if you're, oh, How about this? You're Zach Wilson. What do you do today? Uh, if I'm Zach Wilson, I probably am addressing my teammates, I would say. And, and you know, because especially if they do plan on playing him and if his teammates have this image of him that he doesn't want to play for them and fight for them, then I imagine that probably doesn't sit well in that locker room. So I, I, I would imagine he would have to address his teammates right now. Okay, but Robert Sala said this isn't true. That's not what Robert Sala said. Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson walked into his office 30 minutes before that to say that he wants to play. That doesn't change everything that happened before that. And I, I, I don't think Robert Sala de- denied what happened. He just didn't address it directly is how I would say. Okay. What would you ask Robert Sala today? What would I ask Robert Sala today? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you keep a guy on the roster that doesn't want to play? I think would be the big question. And, you know, it, Obviously, Zach has changed his mind um, smartly, and I, I, obviously there are a lot of factors there. I, they wanted Aaron, they asked Aaron Rodgers to call him and, and talk to him about coming back and making him understand that this would be a bad look for his career if he for, refused to play, and, and maybe that that message got through or the report made it made it get through. But I, I, I think ultimately, yeah, Robert Sala had probably had to sit there and decide if they were comfortable keeping him around the team if he doesn't want to play for them. Who do you think is the quarterback for the Jets next game? My prediction would be Trevor Simeon this week, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if Zach was the number two and came into the game or started the week after that kind of thing. How did this start? Like, when do you get a heads up that Zach is telling multiple people from players, coaches, staff members? Like, what's the genesis of this? Yeah, so I, I'd heard that even before this last Falcons game over the last week, I, they kind of gave him the message of, practice as if you're going to have to play at some point, like that kind of thing. And and then what I was told, uh, this was yesterday morning, is um, they went to him about the possibility of playing again. And, and, he's, and he, again, as we reported, he expressed some reluctance about doing it. I think the offensive line thing and the fact and the risk of injury was a factor because I think everybody in that building, including Zach, knows he's not going to be here next year. So I think maybe there's part of it where he wants to kind of protect himself for as he tries to find a new job this offseason. But um, yeah, so I think it's, it starts there and they, they go to him and, you know, he talks about with staff, coaches, teammates about how he's reluctant. And then after some Aaron Rodgers discussions and, and everything else that's transpired, I, I think he's kind of c- come to Jesus to a degree. But this is career suicide, isn't it? Yeah. I, and, and that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, you know, maybe he didn't think this would get out um, is probably part of it. But um, ultimately, if you're not willing to play like this is kind of the consequence that comes with that and so now he there's gonna be more pressure on him frankly to go out there and perform when he is out there 
Yeah, I just wonder, like, what team's going to go, yeah, come on in, um, even as a backup quarterback? What if our team isn't that good? Or what if there's, you know, uh, offensive line is not good? Are you going to say that? I mean, he wants self-preservation, but he's killing his self-preservation with this, short-term, long-term. So I'm, I'm just trying to understand what's making him tick now and, and what, what role did Aaron Rodgers play in this? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. He's going to have to go on a campaign to, like, rebuild his image around some other teams who I'm sure were probably alarmed by their support. Um, and yeah, for, like, the Aaron Rodgers side thing, like, the, the whole – the whole story the Jets told everybody this this season is that they wanted Zach to sit for the entire season, uh, learn from Aaron Rodgers, and the plan was not to play him. They emphasized we want to redshirt him this year. Like, they over and over again, like, we, we want him to learn and sit back. And then in week one, four plays into the season, he's thrown back into the mix. They're able to, you know, fight to a 4-3 and three record with a very good defense, and then and then he gets benched. And so it, it kind of, like, it backfired. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't around the building until recently, so it's not like they were spending a lot of time together like they had planned. So Zach kind of felt like maybe he was on an island. And, and at the end, you know, and I haven't heard this directly from him, but I, I imagine he probably feels like he's being scapegoated to a degree because he's gotten benched so many times and their offense is struggling and they keep saying, how oh, they don't have their quarterback and that's why. And, and so Zach feels maybe scapegoated and maybe that was a factor in all of this. But, yeah, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a big looming part of this, of course. And, and it's just kind of like the way the season went was not the team's plan and it, and it really backfired. And I think obviously, and this has been a big discussion in New York, when Aaron goes down, um, they never went out and seriously considered signing another quarterback to fill in for him, uh, to, to replace Zach if, if and when Zach struggled. And they stuck with this group, Tim Boyle, brought in Trevor Simeon, and it, it kind of like derailed their season. Okay, whose decision was it to not go out and actually get a viable backup quarterback? Um, I, I mean, I, I think that that probably comes from higher up uh, GM, you know, maybe conversation with Robert Hall. I think they, they thought they could get by with a great defense and a great running game and they could survive with that kind of like they did to start out last year when they went six and three, but it kind of fell apart quicker this year as they started getting all these crazy amount of injuries on the offensive line. You have guys like Alan Lazard, not really living up to their contract, the weapons outside of like Garrett Wilson haven't really performed. And so everything kind of backfired in it. I think they would probably admit maybe not publicly that they made a mistake, not like bringing in another veteran. Oh boy. Good stuff, Zach. Uh, have fun today. I'm anxious. To, <laughs> do you, is Zach Wilson going to talk to the media? Have you heard anything? I imagine he will this week. I don't know what day because the, the starting quarterback usually talks on Wednesday, but he's not. We don't think he's the starting quarterback. We don't know right now. But okay. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. That's Zach Rosenblatt, uh, Jets senior writer for the Athletic. And I got more questions than answers here. Bizarre. Truly bizarre. Barry in Santa Fe. J-E-T-S. Hi, Barry. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. You know, I've been watching this team for 55 years. And at this point, I don't get angry. I don't get upset. I don't even really get surprised. It's just a matter of how and what and not if. And at this point, uh, it's more of a perverse amusement about just what's going to happen next. Are you broken? No, 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 no. Uh, luckily, we have uh, baseball coming up. It's just like it's just like, <laughs> and you know, you 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 know how uh, how uh, happy that's going to make. Yeah. You. <laughs> oh yeah, your Mets are going to be great. Uh, thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Singh seems very calm with this. Uh, Sean in Michigan. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, uh, five nine, about a buck eighty-five. Soft and squishy. Soft. Hey, uh, talking about Zach Wilson there and stuff. Uh, it, it, here's the thing: you cannot blame Zach Wilson. Uh, a longtime football watcher here. I'm fifty-one. At what point did you draft Zach Wilson and think he was going to be any good? None ever. Zero. Zip. Not. Wait, during uh, the draft they did. Yeah. What's that? They they took him number two overall, so they had great expectations for him. Well, right, but here's what I'm telling you. Anybody with anything, I watch football a lot. There was no point Zach Wilson was ever going to get picked by me. He's horrible. The Jets are horrible. Their GM is horrible. Okay, no but they still took him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
It wasn't about you, Sean. It, the Jets saw something in him. The analysts, the scouts saw something in him. Remember the, oh, he's rolling left, throwing right 60 yards. He's doing a Patrick Mahomes throw. Did you see that? Everybody got caught up in all of this. I kept saying, he hadn't played anybody. Who did he play? Coastal Carolina, and they were a pretty good team, and he struggled against Coastal Carolina. I'm like, Should have thought then. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't know if he's done it against elite competition, but oh, my God, did you see that? But if anybody's looking for a world-class quarterback scout, yeah, showing in Michigan, yes, is, he's, he's, he's for there. Your services, yeah, he's there. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert in Sacramento. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind? Get that man a job. That just called. Get him hired. I knew that he wasn't going to be any good. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking him. I'm taking him to the bar next time. Help me pick up on women. Um, hey, listen. I don't understand why the team isn't getting some of the blame for this. Everyone talks about Zach Wilson quitting on his team. How about the five or six times that the team quit on Zach Wilson? If I cheat on my wife three or four times, eventually she's going to be like, yeah, you know what? Not sure I believe you anymore. I got to do what's best for me. No one's holding Sala and the Jets responsible for the times they quit on him. Let's hold them responsible for their stupidity and say, you know what, Zach, I get it. I'm not sure I'd want to play for us either. Yes, I get it. And Robert Sala is coaching for his job. At least it feels like that. He's going to eventually lose his job, and he might lose his job because of Zach Wilson. Maybe. Well, he's the one that took him. Well, the GM did, I'm guessing, where it's a collaborative group. Yeah, it rarely works out that way, but it's they're usually linked. Yes, the, head they co- are. the head coach and whatever quarterback they draft are usually linked. Yeah, ask Frank Reich about that in yeah. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hey, Andrew, welcome back. Good morning, Dan and Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. I do have a Zach Wilson comment, but first, I see that you got your CS Dukes crew neck. Shirt, uh, sweatshirt on. Yeah, I'm waiting for mine in mail. It's coming in chartreuse. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, the uh, you're <laughs> right. Jake Browning comes into the game and uh, proves like he wants to play NFL quarterback. He's he, he's running around. He's doing as much as he can. Zach Wilson looked like he liked football when it was easy and didn't want to put the work in when it was hard in the pros. So his his career's over. I agree with what you're saying. I don't think he's even going to be on a roster. Maybe a practice squad. But talking about Jake Browning, last night, Jake Browning threw for 354 yards and completed 86.5% of his attempts. His 86.5% completion percentage is the highest for any quarterback this season when passing for more than 350 yards in a game. That's your stat of the day. All right. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. We will take a break. We'll talk a little bit more about the Bengals. Jake Browning beating the Jags last night. And that was one of those. I'm going to watch. I'm going to see the Jags win by 14. Trevor Lawrence, standalone game. Now we have confidence back in the Jags. And then all of a sudden, we don't have confidence in the Jags. They had a chance to win it. But uh, Trevor Lawrence goes down. We're going to keep an eye out for uh, any news on that injured ankle. It certainly looked like it was more serious. Although, for the life of me, still don't understand why the Jags didn't get a cart to take their quarterback off the field and up the ramp into the locker room. Hey, you got hurt? You walk. Paulie's grandma walked faster down the aisle when he got married than Trevor Lawrence was able to walk off the field. She was 92. Yeah. And her ankle was fine. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, both of them were. All right. How about we take a break? Uh, J.J. Reddick from the Mothership will join us coming up here. Booger McFarlane, he's still fired up that Florida State's on the outside looking in with the playoffs. We'll talk to him as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. TireRack.com. You know what? TireRack.com has their uh, Christmas party coming up. And uh, they have they have employees who've been there 35 years, 30 years, 25 years, 20 years. That's when you know you have a great product, great company, great environment. Imagine staying together that long with a product. That's how good TireRack is. TireRack.com, easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation. So that means... 
the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Full lineup of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Free road hazard protection. You get that for two years. Ask about mobile tire installation. We got to experience that firsthand where you have an installer who comes to your office, brings the tires to your office or your home, and changes your tires. Goodyear. Test results. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com slash Dan. And remember, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Did you see my guy Tyrese Halliburton last night? Just saying. He might be this year's uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Tyrese Halliburton had 27, 13, and 10 first career triple-double. And uh, the pesky Indiana Pacers beating the Celtics. By the way, here's one for you. According to DraftKings, odds on favorite to win the in-season tournament. Who is the odds on favorite... 
Actually, they're co. Co-odds-on favorites. Paulie? Only because you just mentioned Halliburton. You're Pacers? No, but they're there. Ah, They're there. Marvin? The Lakers? No. They're uh, in second place, tied with the Pacers. Your Kings? No. Todd? The Sneaky Pelicans? Did you look? I did not. Bloop, I just bloop. I, I just know the Pacers. I think are, I know the Pacers are playing the Pelicans. So I okay. guess Pelicans because you've already said Pacers. The Pelicans and the Bucks are your co-favorites. Pelicans to... aren't winning that. <laughs> and then uh, Lakers, Pacers, Suns, and then the Knicks. Yes, Paul. Remember our thing where we weren't going to talk about Zion Williamson playing well because we didn't want to jinx him. Yeah, I think we should continue that. Okay, he's playing well. Well, I thought we were able to talk about Zion if he played more than five games in a row. I thought that was the stipulation. Checking. All right. uh, Seton, would you update the poll results? Uh, J.J. Redick, the uh, former Duke star, is going to join us coming up here in a moment. Yeah, Dan, we've got uh, which 6-6 six and six AFC team do you still believe in? Right now the Bills are running away with that. Right. We also put up there uh, best... Nine and three team in the NFL. Yeah, I like this poll question. Yeah, right now the 49ers are leading that one. Early results. Okay. Mercedes Benz Holiday Love Celebration. Incredible offers on exceptional vehicles that you're bound to love. Right now, find a vehicle and you can adore it through January 2nd. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash special offers. We'll uh, connect with uh, J.J. Redick here coming up. Uh, do you have a Zion Williamson update, Paulie? I do, Dan. He played the first four games of the season, then he didn't dress. Then two games, didn't dress. Four games in a row, didn't dress. Three games in a row, did not dress. He has just finished playing five yes. games in a row. Yes, Let's go. Yeah. He's back. He is durable. Oh. He is durable. Is uh, J.J. there? He All is. Right. All right. Uh, oh, let Paulie wants to play the uh, J.J. Reddick game. What's J.J. stand for? Yes. So before we go to him, uh, Paulie? Yeah, so Dan, J.J. Reddick, everyone knows him, but we've never asked him what J.J. stands for. Okay. I'm going to go around the room. Dan, you're going to go last. Okay. What does J.J. stand for? All right, Todd? Jimmy John. Jimmy John. <laughs> like the sandwich place. No, no, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Knucklehead. Uh, Seton. J- Jonathan James. Jonathan James. Uh, all right, Marvin? I was going to say Jonathan Jr. Okay. Oh, that's see, a that's, good that, one. That's, that's where I'm going. Right, Paulie? Oh, you already know it. I'm going to go James Jr. James Reddick. I'm going to give you a hint. The middle name doesn't start with J. Which works well for the junior idea. Let's bring in J.J. Reddick. Who, what's the uh, J.J. stand for? Well, it, it actually doesn't stand for anything. It's a, it's a nickname. So I have older twin sisters. Uh, my name is Jonathan Clay Reddick. And when I was a baby, uh, my dad called me Jay for short. And my older twin sisters are about five years older. They said everything at the same time as kids. So people would ask what my name was. And they'd say, Jay, Jay, hey, Jay, Jay, go get Jay, Jay. Literally, that's, and, you know, I, my first memories like everybody else are at three, four years old. And I was always JJ. And it's because of them. Well, it does help that you had an unbelievable J when you played as well. I mean, the imagine real, if you could shoot. The real hint on this, though, for all the Jonathan James spectator or uh, speculators, <laughs> is that there's no periods in my name. It's just two Js. There's no J period, J period. It's just two Js. JJ uh, joining us on behalf of DraftKings. This is the only reason why we wanted him on, just so we could clear up the uh, the JJ. Uh, new customers can bet five dollars, get one hundred and fifty in bonus bets instantly. Did you ever have a moment like LeBron had with M.A. Udoka the other night where the coach is saying something to you in colorful language? Um, I, I want to know kind of because I think last time I was on the show, I dropped an F-bomb. Yes, so did. I, I want to be very careful of uh, of my language well, here. Well, just use F-bomb. Just don't. Yeah. Okay. So, so we were in – I was playing with the Clippers – and we were in Minnesota, um, and Flip Saunders was the coach. Rest in peace. Flip was a great guy. Little backstory: in 2013, in free agency, I had verbally committed to Minnesota, <laughs> and my agents were going back and forth with Flip on on some like trade kickers and a player option on the fourth year. 
And in the meantime, uh, the Clippers kind of came in and Doc said, we're going to trade Bledsoe. we got a sign-and-trade scenario where we can get you. So I had this hour waiting period where I was waiting for Donald Sterling to approve this deal. And Flip took – he's like, screw this guy. I'm taking the deal off the table. Five minutes later, Kevin Martin signs for my contract. So I end up going with L.A. Two years later, we're playing in Minnesota, and there's a foul. We're on a fast break. There's a foul right in front of their bench. And Flip walks out onto the court. He's damn near at the free throw line. And I turned to Josh Tiven, who was also the referee that threw me out when I spun the ball to him. But I turned to Josh Tiven and I said, get this motherfucker off the court. And Flip just goes ballistic on me. He starts calling me every name in the book. I'm not backing down. So then I start cussing at him. So Josh tees us both up. And we're then shooting free throws. I'm at the free th- I'm not shooting, but I'm I'm like at the block or whatever, you know, offensive spot on the free throw line. And I, I'm yelling at Josh. I'm like, Josh, I'm going to get my money back for that one. That was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. And then Josh just threw me out of the game. So I, I got ejected uh, from mouthing off to Flip and Flip mouthing off to me. But did you ever revisit that conversation with Flip Saunders? Oh, the next time we played them. We had a good laugh. We had a oh, good okay. chuckle. Right. We had a good chuckle about it. <laughs> Did you feel inferior as a team when you were in LA with the Clippers? Like is does the team sense that or the coverage there with everybody, you know, talking about the Lakers? How does it feel to be a Clipper in LA? Well, the Lakers sucked when I was there. So we didn't feel <laughs> inferior as a team. We we certainly felt like the bastard stepchild. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, we're we're in uh at the time Staples Center and we're the third tenant. So we get <laughs> We get the third priority. We don't even get better priority than the the Kings. You know, they, the hockey team gets better games than us. Had to play a lot of one o'clock Saturday afternoon games for Clippers Nation. <laughs> but the coverage is still L.A. Even even oh, if we you're were, better we than were, L.A. We were at the time we were one of the sort of the buzzworthy teams, and then uh, some by our own. Uh, doing, we became sort of a, a, a meme stock in some ways where because of some playoff failures and some internal uh, turmoil, we, we, we got talked about a ton. It didn't feel like we got less coverage when I was there. Um, but I, I think that's always going to be there. Um, you know, I live in New York now. I, I live in Brooklyn. And, like, you go to a Knicks game and it's a much different experience than going to a Nets game. Uh, you know, th- yeah. there's there's – decades and decades of fandom embedded into the Lakers and there's decades and decades of fandom embedded into Knicks, the Knicks. And so I think it's really, really hard to overcome that. We're talking to JJ Reddick joining us on behalf of DraftKings Sportsbook, offering additional promotions, including new customers who bet $5, get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I was wondering about the uh, in-season tournament and did these teams embrace the in-season tournament more than maybe other teams? Like, is there a sense of this is maybe more important to certain teams than it is others? Or am I am I overstating something there? No, I, I, I would say that that's an overstatement to some degree. I, I do think, in my observation, towards the end of the group play, the teams that were 0-3 probably didn't care as much about the fourth game. Um, I said this leading up to that first uh, weekend, that first Friday, I called the Knicks at Bucks, which was the first in-season tournament game in NBA history. And I said, look, you're talking about highly competitive, highly psycho- psychotic uh, NBA players. You don't need to give them a reason to wake up in the morning to compete for something. This is how the majority of them are wired. And I, I thought the level of play in the-, in the group play was outstanding. I don't think you could have asked for a better night if you're the NBA than what we saw last night with Indianapolis uh, just rocking. They've got the best in-season tournament court. They had the best in-season tournament jerseys. They've got a rising superstar <laughs> in Tyrese Halliburton, who on his very first TNT nationally televised game goes for a triple-double, hits that four-point play. That Aaron Neesmith dunk at the end of the game where you see the players on the court celebrating, you see the fans, you see Halliburton screaming like out of joy, like – that's what the NBA wanted with this in-season tournament. And so as good as November was, as good as the, the group play was, I, I thought it was outstanding. This week is going to be even better. 
because you've got these quarterfinals game quarterfinal games at home where it, it's a playoff atmosphere and then we go to Vegas yeah. which is an event unto itself where guys are playing for something. So uh, kudos to Adam Silver for trying it. I, I'm sure there will be tr- tweaks in the future, but you can't say that this wasn't a success for the, for the first in-season tournament. If I said to you, do your senior thesis at, at Duke on the Joker and explain how he does what he does you know, to a non-basketball fan. Yeah. I would, uh, it's a great question. I would 100%, and Joker would never agree to do do this, but I would 100% find a clinical psychiatrist, a clinical (laughs) psychologist. I would get with a neuropsychologist. Like, I, I would put some sort of electrodes on his brain. I would figure out a way to do that because for me, when I watch him play, his processing speed is a little bit faster than everyone else on the court. The way he anticipates how a defense is going to rotate, the way he anticipates coverages, how he sees things. I mean, think about how many blind alley-oop passes he throws to Aaron Gordon. How many blind alley-oop passes. If Aaron Gordon is covered, he somehow anticipates when that alley-oop when Aaron Gordon's at the dunker spot, when he's covered, skips it to the corner, KCP gets a wide open three. Like his ability to just see the whole floor faster than everyone else is really what makes him so special. And I mean, he's huge. Like he he can sit there and tip the ball at the rim when he's missing bunnies and grab three offensive rebounds without ever leaving the floor. But I don't know if he cares about greatness. I don't know if he cares about legacy. I don't. It, it feels like this is my job. I go to my job, and I do my job really well. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, in three or four years, he just walks away and says, I'm, yeah. I'm going home. You know, I have a couple thoughts on that. If you talk to anyone uh, in the Denver Nuggets organization, I've got a teammate there from Duke who, who works in their front office, and uh, I know a bunch of people in their front office, coaching staff, uh, his teammates. He's an absolute psychotic competitor. And it leads to the second point, which is I think this is all a bit, Dan. Oh, okay. I think he's putting us on. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I, the idea I love that, that. I love it. That he goes, that he goes home for the summer and doesn't touch a basketball and then – the first week of the season averages 30, 12, and 9 I, on 62% shooting or whatever it was. Like, I'm not buying it. I think it's all a bit. 20 games into the season, trying to figure out, and it's mandatory I ask you about the Lakers, because I thought the offseason additions made them, you know, a balanced team, a deeper team. What is – well, give me your opinion on the Lakers so far. Yeah, um, LeBron obviously playing at, a, at an extremely high level. No real surprise there. Don't take it for granted, though, what he's doing in, in year 21. But for me, you know, I I think they just need to shoot the ball better. They, they haven't shot well. They've got a top 10 defense. Uh, I think they're 24th in offense as of today. They're struggling to score in the half court. And I think a lot of that is just them not shooting well. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hachimura has been out for a number of games. He's going to help. Um, they, I, I, they're one of my disappointing teams. Yeah. I have a, I have like a list of disappointing teams and then I have a list of weird teams. They don't quite qualify <laughs> for weird yet, but they're, they're in my list of disappointing. Teams. I thought they were going to be much better to start the year, and they're just not there yet, but they're a good basketball team. All right, I'll leave you with this. Um, And I I wanted to ask you this question. I've asked this a couple of times on on the show. If I give you, it's a different take on the Jordan-LeBron argument. If I said I'm going to give you LeBron for at least 20 years, or I'm going to give you Michael at 13 years. So you're going to be an owner. Yeah. You get LeBron's body of work, you get it for 20, you get Mike's for 13. What would you sign up for? Knowing what the results are so far, obviously with right. Mike, and LeBron is still playing. 
Well, it's a, it's an interesting way to frame the question and try to trap me into saying who I think is the goat. But you know, I, I since I've gotten into this role, LeBron James is the best player I played against, and and I would probably say there's two or three guys. You know, Kobe being one, Steph being another. Um, of course, I played against Shaq, but that was later in his career. Like Tim Duncan, like I played against some of the top 10 players of all time. Yep. LeBron's the best player I played against. Um, I, I, I tend to go now with, with the Michael Jordan argument, which is what Michael Jordan said in an interview, uh, sometime around 2002 or 2003, which is I can't compare myself to Bill Russell. I can't compare myself to Will Chamberlain. I didn't play against those guys. I didn't play against those guys. So there's so many things we need to put into context whenever we make this argument. You know, the four and six in the finals. Well, LeBron's teams, some of those teams really overachieved. You, you know, he's playing in the 2015 finals without Kyrie Irving, without Kevin Love. Made that a competitive series, right? That 2017 was awful. Yes, it was. LeBron dragged that team to the finals, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan, 6-0. and oh. You can't argue with that. Michael Jordan also played in his prime during an era of rapid expansion in the NBA. Was the level of competition during expansion as high as it was, let's say, in 2015 to 2018? LeBron lost twice to KD and the Warriors, who I think I would put that team up against any team of all time. One of the greatest teams of all time. I'm not saying they're the greatest. One of the greatest. I'd put them up against anybody. So I think the context matters in all this. To me, they're the two greatest players ever, and I don't care which one you like. We're all biased to, to, to some degree about who we like more. Well, Michael's a better I player, will, though, I'm, but I would take LeBron's yeah. longevity. I would take 20 I, years. I think, there, I think there's some arguments, Dan, around who was the best basketball player of all time, right? Who was the best basketball player of all time versus who – had the best basketball career of all time. Absolutely. There's some arguments around that. Yes, yes. Mike's the best and player. that's sort of where the, the question yeah. you asked is framed, that that sort of argument. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to trick you because no, I you, went, so to, I you went to kidding. Duke. I can't trick you. <laughs> I was only kidding. Okay. All right. Good to talk to you. Keep, Always good to keep see you, Keep stirring Dan. it up. How's the jumper, by the way? Uh, it's it's pretty solid, actually. <laughs> I'm, coaching, I'm coaching my uh, my third my third grader. Uh, and helping out with my first graders team, but really full time, four days a week with my uh, my third grader. He plays on a fourth grade travel team. And yesterday we were doing shell drill, and to help the kids understand better, we normally do it four on four. I've got the ball at the top of the key. They get into their shifts. They interchange on the weak side. I make sure they're in help side. All that stuff. Yesterday to make it easier for them to understand, I put a fifth defender on me, and you know just so they could kind of visualize it a little bit better. And I couldn't help myself. I, I made this poor kid fall twice and, and laid it in the basket. And I felt... Wait, wait, wait. You're breaking fourth second. grade ankles? Yeah, for a split second, I felt <laughs> really good about myself. <laughs> and then and then I was like, what are you doing, man? That's what, what, you do that's what your wife says. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's Doug, thanks for joining us. All right. That's See J.J. Reddick, former uh, NBA guard. Shooter, uh, joining us on behalf of DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's take a break. Back after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. More than 1,000 players have entered the transfer portal, including some starting quarterbacks. I am uh, curious about these bowl games because... Like UCLA with uh, Dante Moore, he's transferring from UCLA, former five-star quarterback. Riley Leonard at Duke, they play Troy. He's in the portal. Jordan McLeod's in the portal. James Madison against Air Force. Every one of these schools, Max Johnson is leaving A&M. Uh, A&M plays Oklahoma State. Uh, Will Howard, Kansas State quarterback, he's in the portal. Kansas State's bowl game against NC State. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, they play Arizona. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, he is uh, transferring from Oregon State, and they play Notre Dame. Kyle McCord with Ohio State's in the transfer <laughs> portal. Everybody is uh, got a quarterback in the transfer portal, it feels like, in these bowl games. Yes, Pauline? Could we have transfer portal day like we used to have national signing day? Three hats in front of you. You take the hat of the school you're with currently, you put it down, and you replace it with your new team. Made for TV event, ESPN, mm-hmm. Fox. Everybody mm, could do this, mm, like the old signing day. Mm, mm. Eh, there's only a couple of those players that I really care about. Portal day. Yeah. yeah. Let's celebrate National Portal Day. All right, we make the smooth segue to Booger McFarlane, football analyst for the Mothership, appears on college football coverage throughout the season, and uh, ESPN's Monday Blitz, other studio shows. He was all fired up yesterday or Sunday talking about Florida State. And bring Booger in here. Um If you were in the committee room and they were just ready to go out and announce who was going to be in, last call, what would you have said to the committee members to make sure that Florida State was going to be in the Final Four? Guys, I think we have a a problem. And the problem is this, is that we're making judgment inside this room on what we think is going to happen on the field. And need I remind you, Friday night, we watched Oregon play Washington. Everyone that I talked to outside of the state of Washington thought that Oregon was a better team than Washington. Vegas had them as a 10-point favorite, depending on which book you looked at. Washington won. Tulane was a favorite over SMU. Everyone thought that Tulane would beat SMU. Vegas had him as a favorite. SMU won the game with a second-team quarterback, Dan. 
And I think I would have told everybody, let's be careful. This sport has always been a show-me sport. You play it on the grass, between the white lines, and regardless of what we think we know, how many times have we been surprised by teams making a run, whether it's pro football or college football? Remember the New York Giants, 9-7, and seven, wild card team, barely got in. Remember those Giants? And, and I think we all know what happened that season. So you never know what's going to happen. And, and I think we better be careful when we start playing the game inside a nice, comfortable room, eating scrambled eggs and bacon, and, you know, nice little warm fire there, uh, because the game is not played that way. And I would have just put my put my microphone down and told them all, uh, if, if you can honestly say that you know that you know that Florida State can't win a game or two in the playoff, then you can sleep well at night. But I can't. Yeah, I, I, it's the cruel reality of this, Booger. It is a, it's a beauty pageant. At the end of the season, everything that is window dressing during the season. Where are you, top mm-hmm. four, five, who's in, who's at, all of that. It comes down to the bottom line. It's going to be fan bases that travel, games that are interesting. Will you go to two bowl games? Will you fill up the stadiums? Will people tune in to watch this? There's a lot of ancillary things that happen here. I don't think the ACC is viewed as a true power conference. I think it's the Big Ten and in the SEC. Pac-12, probably, with their conference schedule this year, better conference than the ACC. I think this was a reality check for the ACC of where they stand in college football. We may not like it, but there's unwritten rules. You go undefeated, you're supposed to play for a national championship. Well, if you have your starting quarterback, I certainly understand that. And, and even if they're backup quarterback, Booger, if they put up 28 points against Louisville, I think they're in. Yeah. I just think, I think the committee looked at this and went, there's no draw with this team. There's no reason. If Jordan Travis plays, then yes. But they, it's unfair, but it's the reality of this. And that's what people have to understand. It's about money, and it's a bottom-line business. Well, Dan, I'm going to disagree with you right there. <clears throat> Again, I think you're doing the same thing. If you're projecting, yeah, it's a draw, but football has never been about – um, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm explaining it, right, Booger. Right. Yes, I, I get that. But football is net, football is a sport, man. Like, we watch football because we never really know. Any given Sunday, that's the old cliche. And so when you start talking about the draw and the matchup and what's sexy, who cares what's sexy? This is not a, this is, this is not a sport like figure skating. This is not that. It's never been that. So even though we want to make it that out to be a beauty pageant, the innate nature of the game of football takes you away from being that. And so I hear you, and I hear everybody that's saying, man, it's about the money and the matchups and all these different things. Yeah, to a certain extent, you can schedule those matchups in the non-conference. But when you start putting together a playoff, that is earned. That is something that is earned. And so I will go to my grave saying that Florida State, based on what we do, and, and to your point, here's what I'll say to you. So 10 of, the, 10 of the 13 members on the committee were the same last year. Okay, there's, there's three that are different. Last year, I think you and I can both agree, Alabama, who lost to Tennessee, who lost to LSU, was a better team than TCU. Yes. I think I, they were a better team. Yeah. TCU lost the conference championship to Kansas State. They put TCU in the playoff. So why last year did we not go and get the best team last year? What's the difference? To me, there is no difference. So I just think based on the people in that room, for whatever reason, and I'm not going to speak for them, they made up in their mind that Florida State can't compete. And there there are coaches in the room. There's two coaches in the room. And I can't believe those two coaches let that happen. And maybe they were the ones who were in the forefront of leading the charge. I have no idea. I wasn't in the room. I just think it's a dangerous game to play sports inside a room instead of on a court or on the grass. I agree. I understand it. I just tried to explain what was told to me by, uh, you know, a uh, higher authority involved in college football. Uh, Do you agree with it? I know it's a TV show. I know That's it's not a- what I asked you, Dan. Do I agree with the, the four teams that are in? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And I, why is that? I, I, once again, I deal in reality of a bottom line, and that is... These, these are 
sexy matchups, marquee match. Texas might be the best team. You got Harbaugh in there. You got Nick Saban. Alabama. I mean, uh, Washington has a great quarterback wide receiver. Like, we want to see excitement. This, If the NFL could prevent a team from the NFC South from hosting a playoff, don't you think they would do that? Don't you think? But they can't. They, they can't. But college football can create what they want to create. The NFL can't. The NFL would go, hey, you know who's in? Cowboys and the Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl. Hey, Atlanta's going to host a playoff game and may have eight wins on the season. They can't well, if control that's the case, that. Dan, then if that's the case, why are we playing the games? Well, I, I understand what you're saying. I just have to look at both sides with this. Do I think Florida State has an argument? Absolutely. Do I feel bad for that coach, that team, that quarterback? Absolutely. But I've been around for a long time doing this and understanding what motivates me. The reason why we're going to 12 teams is why, Booger? Because of money. Why did we go from two to four when they finally realized how much money they could make? That's why we're going to 12. March Madness used to be 32 teams. It's 68. Why? It's money. It's not always fair. And, and that's, that's where I, I end on it's money. It's unfortunate, but it's money. I get it. All right. Booger McFarland joining us on the program. If uh, you were a member of the New York Jets today and Zach Wilson came into the locker room, as a veteran, what would you say or do? Well, um, I think we all have a job. And this, it, this is called pro football. Like, like we're all men in here. And we get paid a lot of money to do this job. And if, if he's been deemed to be the next man up to come back in and play quarterback, I understand the sensitivity and I understand the emotion. Uh, that's a very sensitive position. That is a very... Um, mentally challenging issue they have in New York. But at the end of the day, I would tell them, you're a professional. If it's your, it's, it's no different in baseball. If it's your turn to grab the ball, you grab the ball and you step on the mound. If it's your turn to get under center, you go under center. Now, here's what I would say. I would tell the coach, if you want me to go back under center, I'll go back under center. But don't pull me. Let me play. Because this yo-yo going back and forth, I can't do that. Now, if you want me, you want me. If you don't, then tell me you don't. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to subject myself mentally to going in and out based on the emotion of a, an organization and a fan base who ultimately doesn't want me. They want Aaron Rodgers. And so I understand as a veteran player what's going on in that locker room. Everyone in that locker room wants a different quarterback. The only reason they want Zach to play is they're trying to get competent play now until Aaron can hopefully miraculously come back from this Achilles. So I truly understand. Dan, it's like this. I'm a married man. I think you are too. Imagine if your wife said, hey, I want you to hang around another month or two until this new hot, young, hot, young, sexy guy comes along. How the hell would you feel? I mean, come on, man. And so I, I, I get what Zach is going through. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is professional football. You get paid a check every Tuesday. You grab the ball and you go play. I, I get what you're saying, and it's a, an intelligent take on that of let me play, good or bad, support me. But don't all of a sudden after a, you know one half, you're going to bench me, and then I have to regroup and then get ready for the following, you know, like Mac Jones. Like, don't – Yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't you're, – you're not going to get any progress. Mac Jones is dead in New England. Like he, he's, yeah, he's done. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing, though. We want, and that's the one position you have to have confidence of, yeah. of all of them. <laughs> We're going to take away your confidence. Now go get him. But I don't know if maybe he said that in a way and it's being spun in a different way. Like, hey, I'll go out there, but support me. If not, then I don't want to go out there. Because now Aaron Rodgers got involved as a mediator here, and it feels like there's more to it. I don't know if we're making more. Therefore, that's why it's become a bigger story. I would tend to agree with you without understanding the entire conversation or, or the entire quote that's being spread out there about he doesn't want the ball. Um, I would need to know more. Generally speaking, uh, again, we're pro football players. We line up and we go play. They're extenuating circumstances in New York. 
he's been he's he started he's been like he's been benched. If you go back to his his entire career, he's been benched what two or three times, maybe even more than that. Yeah. And so you have to understand the context of what's going on with this young man. Uh, I've been very critical of Zach Wilson going to, going back when he didn't accept blame for how bad he played. True. And so I, I think the kid has been through a lot. I would just be careful if I'm New York. Uh, they made the first mistake by making him the backup. You didn't want to move on, bring somebody else in, and now the situation becomes less toxic. And so hopefully after this season, regardless of whatever Aaron does, if Aaron's going to come back for another year, they get another backup quarterback, let the young man go on about his business because it's clear to me they don't want him in New York. They need him, but they don't want him in New York. And I don't think the fan base wants him either. I was looking at some numbers, the number of quarterbacks who have played so far this year. I think it's 70 quarterbacks have thrown a pass. They can't make it any safer, can they? (laughs) I mean, what, do you want to put flags on (laughs) I mean, you can't touch them. Listen, Dan, the rules are so bad right now. Uh, Sap and I were talking about this. If you go and sack a quarterback somewhere between hitting the quarterback and on the way to the ground, you have to figure out a way to levitate. That way you don't <laughs> land on the quarterback too hard. Like, come on, man, seriously. Like, some of these things are defying human logic. Like, it, it, it defies physics. How can a 300-pound guy stop his weight in like a half a second and then roll over. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you may as well put a flag on him. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, Trevor Lawrence got injured by his own teammates. So it's some Correct. of these yeah. injuries are preventable, and some are, you know, self-induced here. So that's where I don't know what else you can do other than what we've already done, which is above and beyond the call of duty. I was told this years ago, and it's still true. It's not if a quarterback or a player is going to get hurt. It's win. Yeah. We all get hurt. Yeah. If, you, if, if you think about the great quarterbacks, and they've all been hurt: Brady, Manning, Rodgers, Rivers, Matt Ryan. Uh, I mean, just go down the list. All of them have been hurt at one point or another. Like this is not a game where you're going to stay r- pain or injury free your entire career. It, Patrick Mahomes had a dislocated knee. Like everybody has, you get hurt in this game. And so, to your point, can they make it any safer? No. But you can do the you can do the old Peyton Manning. Anytime anybody gets near, just fall down. I think that's the only thing quarterbacks can do. <laughs> uh, good to talk to you. Keep fighting the good fight, there, Booger. Thank you. Always enjoy being on with you, man. Happy holidays to you and the crew, man. Love this show. Love talking to you all the time. Thank you, Booger. And that's Booger McFarland of the Mothership. He appears on ABC's College Football Studio coverage as well, the ESPN Monday Blitz and other studio shows. Now I love the passion. I do. That's why I invited him on. I, we weren't going to agree, but I, mine is just reality. I'm not rooting for or against. Yes, Eden. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Booger says. Um, but a lot of uh, analysts and media people have picked up on this figure skating line. Yeah. Right now, last year, now this, it just turned into figure skating. No, 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 no. It's always, always. been figure skating. You guys are just realizing that it's always been. The, the rules on which this was changed didn't, they're now no different than last year or the year before. It was figure skating then. It was figure skating then, too. You have style points. You have strength of schedule. You have what conference you play in versus what conference you don't. That's all figure skating. It's all subjective. It is. We like for it to be simple. It's not. And, you know, once again, we're going to 12 teams. Why? Money. Two to four. Oh, my God, look at the money we can make. That's what this is all about. March Madness was 32 teams when I was growing up. It's 68. Why? Money. It's where I always come down to. I settle on the bottom line with it. I don't like it, but that's what it is. I'm not part of the committee, not involved in anything. They have to answer for it. Well, they don't even have to answer for it. It's basically just faceless people in there. They got one spokesperson. He comes out and, you know, Boo Corrigan goes, uh, all right, and here are the teams. Well, why'd you do that? Well, I don't know. This year's different than last year, and it'll be different next year. And then, you know, okay. Yeah, Paul. As we said, it's Kaiser Soze. They pop their head up every once in a while. They talk. They give some type of explanation. Yeah. You don't see them for a while. I remember I railed on the BCS. I just said, go to four teams. Let's get more teams involved in this. Give teams a chance. Now we have 12. That might be too many. We're not going to stop at 12, folks.
not. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, close up shop here after this. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.